Hey friends, quick announcement before today's episode, and this one is specifically for the wedding and portrait photographers listening, especially if you have big goals for your business, big vision and dreams surrounding your business, and you're ready to take those next steps towards making that a reality. I am thrilled to share that I have some openings available to work together inside Accelerator Coaching, which is my one-on-one business coaching model that I designed specifically to help you, the photographer, turn your passion and creativity into a thriving and profitable business while also maintaining a fulfilling personal life. Because I really believe that you can grow a business that you love without having to take away from the people that you love. I have helped hundreds of photographers get out of their own heads, break through to the next level in business and income through this exact coaching model. If you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, yes, it is time for me to step into my next season of business, one where I am thriving and profitable, and you're curious about getting more information about working together, I want to invite you to book a free consultation call. You can simply go down to the show notes and hit the link or you can head to joymichelle.co slash coaching. Let's chat about turning your goals into some clear plans where I can support you along the way. I cannot wait to meet you. I cannot wait to hear about your business and share more about how we can work together inside Accelerator Coaching. Hello and happy Monday. Welcome to the podcast or welcome back. If you've been here before, I want to talk about ways that I stack the deck in my favor in small but meaningful ways in my life and in my business and how you might be able to take one or two of these tips and implement it for huge change in your home. So I am on a quest right now in my life and in my business, in my 30s, in my motherhood to build a life and a business that I love, that I don't want to get away from at least not all the time. (laughs) Like obviously there's parts of our lives that we just, we're not loving and we're not thriving in because it's taxes or it's things that we just don't love. But in the majority of my my days, I want them to be days and and things and activities and people that feel life-giving to me. And part of this is by stacking the deck in my favor. And so I have three things. They're habits that I've cultivated in my life that have helped me feel like the day is set up for me before I get there and that things are happening for me and not to me. Hello and welcome to the Called to Both podcast. I'm your host, Joy Michelle, and you're in the right place if you're ready to grow your business while also being the intentional and present mom you want to be. This show will leave you feeling inspired, equipped with tangible tips, and encouraged to go after your own version of being called to both. Let's dive in. The first is I will leave the last 10 to 15 minutes of every work session. I don't even want to say a work day because I don't even work full days in my business. I just have like a block of time. But every work time, the last thing that I do is a blocked off activity to sit down and make a next actions list for myself. So I'm going to leave myself a note. I'm going to leave myself breadcrumbs. I'm going to update the things inside of Notion, my project management. I'm going to send messages to my team inside of Slack and I'm going to check things off. That just makes me feel like I won. Like right there, it makes me feel like I won because I get to check things off. And I also get to like clear my desk of all the sticky notes of the things that I've accomplished and then reorganize the ones that I'm still working on. And this just leaves me feeling awesome for the day. 
But I think the biggest thing here is that it helps me to jump into my work way faster the next day or the next time I get to work. So there's, you know, from Thursday to Monday, I don't really have a work session unless my husband watches the kids, which occasionally happens and I get to work. But it's it's been a few days, right? Like Monday rolls around and it's a Monday when I'm recording this and I have not sat down at my desk since Thursday. And on Thursday, I was out of the house like doing other things. So actually, I haven't sat down at my desk in a while. But I want to avoid that feeling of like, what the heck am I even working on today? That feeling that comes over you by leaving myself those breadcrumbs, showing myself like, where are we at on things? Where's the to-do list? And making sure this is like a super productivity tip to put a next action with whatever is on that list. So if I have like a project-based list and a lot of things on our to-do list are actually projects and it's really important to kind of like differentiate on that, but if you put on your list, okay, we, we need to update the website. I think making that feel way less daunting would be to put a next action. Like what's the very next action? Are we waiting for headshots to come back? Are you waiting for copy? Um, are you going to be doing everything yourself? Or do you have a specific page maybe that you could start on? Put a next action. The next way that I set myself up for success and stack the deck in my favor is to take 15 minutes before I go to bed and take some time to do whatever the tomorrow version of me is going to appreciate. So maybe that's preparing the coffee machine so that I can just press go. For me, it's like doing dishes, picking up the house so that a robot vacuum can do its thing as I head upstairs. When I do this, I come down in the next morning, usually I have a baby on my hip and a toddler trailing behind me, and I am so thankful that I took the time to clear the house and almost like hit a reset on that the floors so that I come downstairs and I see like the vacuum lines on the carpet and I'm just so thankful that I took that time because at six or seven o'clock in the morning that is not when I want to see last night's rice like all over the floor and the high chair just be like crusted with food and I can't even put my baby in it and I've so been there so been there and I, I heard this really really powerful question that was kind of along the same lines as what I'm talking to you about here. I was listening to a book by Donald Miller called Business Made Simple, and I was listening to it on Audible, and he was saying that there was a question that really helped him do better at these kinds of things. And here's what it said. He said, what would you do today if you were living this day for the second time? And I paused the audiobook immediately and thought about this for a while. The way that we look at our days, if we imagine we've already lived them, and we're trying to do better this time is just so interesting to me. And it's like, it's kind of a confusing concept. Like I know for a second, I was like, wait, what does this mean? Like, am I assuming I've made mistakes and I'm going back? And, you know, it was an interesting like thought journey that I went on. But I had a few tasks that immediately popped into my head as things that I want to be doing that are the right thing that sometimes I skip out on and then I end up regretting. So you might have some things that popped into your head, like if you were to relive your Friday over again, you're like, okay, I know that I would have spent less time doing this. I know I would have spent an extra five minutes setting myself up for success by doing this. Those things, whatever pops into your head, those are your items for how you can stack the deck in your favor in the future. But I just thought that was a really thought-provoking question. Okay, and then the last thing, the one way that I've just been able to, in small and incremental ways, stack the deck in my favor is by celebrating like the really, really small things and honestly, like overall, treating myself more like I would treat my child. (laughs) And 
this sounds a little silly, but like the way that I mean this is like this should apply to the way that we celebrate wins, but also in our kindness to ourselves in failures and the way that we motivate ourselves as well. So practically speaking, I have just stopped asking myself if something makes sense as a reward or if it should be on my list of things that I want to do or want to accomplish. Like who cares? Does a child care if something on their Christmas list makes sense? Like, no, of course not. They saw that thing one time in like a movie or a commercial and it was stuck in their brains. I mean, this actually, this happened to us the other day over the weekend. So my daughter, Clara, she's three and she saw me buying a Kindle and she started begging, like, I mean, begging for this Kindle. And you guys, she cannot read. She's three and she can't even use it. But my husband and I got a really good laugh out of this. And we promised that like once she learns how to read, we will get her a Kindle. And it was a whole big thing. But to me, I feel like this was just a great reminder that like what motivates me and the rewards that I give myself and all the things that I'm I'm building, like it doesn't have to make sense to anyone else. Just like self-care doesn't have to make like it doesn't have to fit a mold of self-care for it to be restful and restorative for you. This is about you. And I've like personally for me, this has shown up in so many ways. Like for me, something that is just feels like self-care and feels like I'm treating myself and a reward to myself has been a pen subscription. Like I have found so much joy in my monthly pen subscription. I get this beautiful box. It's from a company called Cloth and Paper. And I get to have this moment where I get to unpack them and play with them and like test them all out, decide which one I like the best and where I'm going to use this pen. Like, do I have one, one pen is going to go in my purse, maybe one pen on my nightstand. Like, which one's my daily journaling pen and which one's like my special pen? Like, I get to just have this moment for myself. And I think the that is like the closest way that I can explain like, treating my almost like an inner child with the the respect that you would treat an actual child and you you wouldn't question like well that's stupid why do you like pens and like well that's stupid you don't need five pens you don't need one in your purse and one upstairs like you don't you wouldn't or at least I hope you wouldn't talk to a child like that so why would you talk to yourself like that and another thing that I love in my own life is champagne and it feels celebratory to me. It feels special. But instead of only celebrating like the most obvious big milestones that people would give me like almost permission to celebrate, I like to pop the bubbly whenever I do something really, truly hard. Or when I wrap up a project, regardless of the income goal that we reached or didn't reach, whether or not it turned out the way I think it should have, whether or not I reached this expectation of myself and this crazy goal that I set or not, I still should celebrate the fact that it ever happened, that I tried, that I put myself out there. And so I think when I when I put it this way, I'm like, I'm trying to like rephrase this, I guess, in a way of like treating yourself the way that you would treat your own child at times can be a way to be more creative, less hard on yourself and genuinely just happier. And when we do this and we live in a little bit of a like more creative space, we actually do better work and we are our most creative selves. And I think part of that kindness to ourselves does stack the deck in our favor. Like when I saw that pen subscription arrive, it was like at the end of a long week, I had worked really, really hard and it showed up and I was 
truly like it was like a little gift to myself and I was like oh yeah like I'm so excited to open that when the kids go to bed I'm gonna open that and I'm so excited about that And it was like a little gift for myself and I think celebrating small wins and treating yourself like you would treat a child that you love is key just key to like being more creative and being happier in the work that you do so to summarize these points Take the last 15 minutes of any work time that you get in your business and leave yourself a kindness trail of notes of what you worked on and what's important and what's next. Because then you can jump right back in and totally skip the like, what am I doing today feeling? Tip number two, take the 15 minutes before you go to bed and do whatever it is that tomorrow's version of you is going to thank you for. I mean, that could literally be anything. It doesn't have to be household chore related. It could be something for you. And then number three is celebrate those small wins, make self-care look the way it should for you and treat yourself like a child. So after listening to these things, I hope this gave you some ideas. I want you to take just a couple of minutes and think about what is one thing, maybe just one thing from this episode that you could build into your routine to stack the deck in your favor and then share that with a friend. Okay, moms, thank you for joining me today. I am wishing you the best week ahead. May your coffee be strong. May your kids' naps be long. I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please help me get the word out about the Call to Both podcast by taking a screenshot of this episode right now and sharing it on your social media. I would also appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave me a five-star review. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode.